Hello and welcome to Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I'm Catherine McPhail. I am your host and I'm an architect working in eastern Massachusetts on additions and renovations to existing homes. I started this podcast as a library of information for homeowners who were thinking of doing their own project and wanted to learn as much as they could before they got going. So I've been doing about a year now. I have 26 or 27 episodes out there of, um, of information to browse through. And today we are talking to Jennifer Mallett, who is the CEO of Level Up Your Home. And we're talking about smart homes, smart technology that can bring your house to the next level. You know, I really appreciate you joining me today on this. It's really great that you took the time to um, answer people's questions about smart homes because I'm sure people have a lot of questions. And um, so, Jen, you're the, you're the CEO and founder of Level Up Your Home. Right. Right. So why don't you tell mm-hmm. me a little bit about that company and maybe how you got into this line of work? Sure. Happy to. And, and thanks for having me. Um, Level Up Your Home was started in 2016. And... You know, our goal really was to help people understand more about all the technology advancements that were happening and help demystify technology. Uh, The company, you know, really originated from a a background of audio video installers that, you know, initially um, all of that wiring that happens in homes, low voltage audio video, it's just speaker wire. And then about 15 years ago, audio within homes became networked and we began building networks in addition to audio video work. Hmm. Um, And so I spent uh, many years at Bose, about 15 years at Bose and half of my time there, we worked through essentially on a national level, helping audio video installers, not only be good, um, understand audio and how to install it throughout somebody's home, but also how to build networks, which is a completely different skill set for them, right? Um, so we, we established that over that network when I worked at Bose. And then in 2016, I left the company and started Level Up Your Home, took that basis of networked products and AV installation and rolled it into the larger connected smart home platform, which at the time used to, people used to kind of, their eyes used to glaze over. It was just a little too much for them to visualize. And then, you know, in the last five years, Google, Amazon, Alexa have exploded. A number of smart home products have exploded in the marketplace. So um, fortunately, you know, we've been able to ride that and also help people understand those products and how they can work together uh, to make their home, you know, a better place for them. Yeah. Well, that's great. I think for the first time I met you and heard about your products and stuff might have been two years ago. And I feel like even since then, maybe it's just because I know more about it now, but uh, since then, I feel like it's way more common for people to be talking about these technologies in their homes, or at least I run into it more. Absolutely. It is exploding. So um, one of the things that we talk about when we talk about the industry as a whole and where it's going for connected products, if you think back when the internet started way back when. And if you look at the adoption curve for that, it was kind of slow at first and then all of a sudden exploded. And then 10 years later, 
the smartphone was introduced that had a slow adoption, then all of a sudden exploded. And we really believe that the connected home is that next place mm. where, you know, essentially that's what you're seeing. You're seeing this compound annual growth rate of 30, 40% as people, you know, utilize the internet technologies and their smartphones. And it just makes sense for the rest of their home to reflect these advancements in technology. Yeah. Um, so we though we put those curves next to each other on a slide that we have, and it shows a very similar adoption curve. So we expect it to continue to just proliferate the market. Um, yeah. And we're yeah. Yeah, I would think exciting. it would because it is really exciting. Every time I hear about this, I get excited. And um, yeah, I think I probably mentioned to you before that when I I was in graduate school in California in the '90s, and then I I moved back to Massachusetts where I'm from, and we I had had internet connection and you know, California, where things are always happening first, it seems like. And I got here and I was trying to find a internet provider and nobody knew what I was talking about. Like I called 411 back in the day when you called up information to ask for stuff. Mm -hmm. What's what's the uh, what's an internet? What's the internet? Like, oh, never mind. Why did I move back here? But anyway, now everybody knows. So that's good. Um, So when you are you know, when you're educating people about how these technologies can help them, what do you say? I see on your website Mm -hmm. that you have, um, it can make your home safer, more energy efficient and entertaining. Mm -hmm. All sounds good. Yeah, those are are three broad categories that really meet what most homeowners want, right? They want their house to be safe. They want Mm -hmm. it to be entertaining uh, to some degree, right? Especially now that we're in the middle of this, you know, time period where we're home a lot, it needs to be more entertaining than it was before because of the extra time we're spending. Right. And then the the last category is energy efficiency. And, you know, that is, um, I'm glad you brought that up because there's an interesting shift happening within what's important to people. So a lot of the research shows that, you know, five years ago, energy efficiency was very high on the um, checklist of items for homeowners, and it still is. It's pretty high up there. If you have, if you don't have a smart thermostat nowadays, um, you know that would be unusual. Is there's so much cost savings as well as just energy savings overall? It makes a lot of sense for people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we've also um, gone to an extreme where we've created super energy efficient houses, and in some cases, they're very tight. Yeah. Right. Which also impacts air quality and right. other things internally. So what we've seen happen in the last year and a half um, is really a rise towards a third, almost replacing the energy efficient category, not completely replacing it, but bumping it in the third stop, spot. And that's healthy home. Mm. Um, but that's the third pri- priority for people. You know, if their windows are closed, um, if they don't have good airflow, and most of the pollutants that impact human beings are actually inside, not outside. So there's a tremendous um, real uh, growth area within the healthy home, and that's producing a lot of very cool technologies that with the timing of COVID have, have just accelerated it further. And those are things like smart air quality monitors. Mm. Um, to be able to look at the pollutants in your home, um, to be able to look at um, if you have allergies in the home, what's in the air quality, right? To have that on your phone as well as somewhere visible for you to see so that you know when to open your windows, right? For example. Mm. 
Okay. Um, Interesting. So it kind of alerts you. It's time. It's getting too toxic in here. You need to open the windows. For open your windows. Fresh air. Right. Ooh. Or your um, humidity levels are too low. That mm. happens this time of year. And that can um, impact migraines and a variety of other things in people. Uh, dry air isn't great for allergies either. So, Or musical um, instruments. Could you keep it in your musical instrument room and it would let you know that one, give you a little would, alarm? Yes, it would. Yep, you would get an alarm. So, um, and those are paired with, so there's the monitoring perspective of it. And then what is tied to that are smart air filtration systems as well as water filtration systems. And so those are very exciting um, because they capture things like viruses. Mm. like COVID ah, bacteria COVID. and they ah. clear, they clear your air. So in the last three months with everything going on, that product category for us with both small businesses and consumers has been booming because of course, as we're prepping to close windows and we've got children and people working at home and, and the state of society, as we kind of work our way through this pandemic, those products and keeping your home healthy has really, um, you know, been the priority. Can they, can they actually help? I mean, I know that's a stupid yeah. question, but I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing that you can keep your, actually keep the virus a little bit at bay in your house where you can feel better about. about Absolutely. The they, hmm. they do work. And actually the company um, that we work with was responsible for outfitting all of the New York city hospitals as part wow. of the pandemic uh, response in March and April. And so these are their consumer level units um, and they are better than HEPA uh, type filters. They, they capture um, you know, things down to a very small degree and there's different levels of them. So that, that's very interesting when you take connected, you know, being able to look at your phone, right? Or having it work within just the knowledge of what's going on in your house, understanding the humidity level, the air quality, um, knowing that, you know, when you should be circulating your air with your thermostat system, things like that, and then allowing those products to work together in the background to uh, keep, your, keep your home healthy. Um, the other category related to that, if I can mention it, is lighting. Hmm. And there's, I think you've probably read, um, as many people have, that you know, our, our constant um, looking at blue screens, right, and blue light during the, you know, all the time is not healthy for us, right? And um, right. there's impacts to how we release melatonin and other things. So the other portion under that having a healthy home and wellness category within smart homes is lighting and making sure that the lighting in your home starts to reflect the sunrise, high noon, and sunset cadence mm. that humans have been exposed to for thousands of years. So that's the other category within Healthy Home that's very exciting and has some good research to back it up to show that it helps with um, productivity midday to have certain types of blue light and then also at night to have um, you know, warmer lighting mm. to help you get into that place where um, your melatonin is kicking off as it should, and you're starting to wind down at the end of the day. Wow, that's um, that's. So, how exactly would that work? Are these like um, recessed lights mm -hmm. that then change color throughout the day? Mm -hmm. There's a variety of different. It, they actually are reflected in a, a variety of different fixtures. And one of the things I, one of the experiments I suggest to people that is very inexpensive, 
is to, um, you know, essentially get an inexpensive smart light bulb and put it in your bedroom if you have a lamp, for example, next to your bed that you used to read. And if you have a couple lamps, try to get three of them. It would be under, you know, under a $40 investment to get a couple smart bulbs, right? And then all you need to do is essentially set up the app and program it to around this time of year, around 6.30 or so, start to have the colors go dimmer and mm. warmer gradually. It's just, it's just the bulb. You just go by the it's bulb. Just the, it's just the bulb. It's just yeah. the bulb. And, and if you, what I say to people is try that, switch it out, do it for two weeks, and then take it out after two weeks and put back your regular bulbs. Mm. And if you aren't, if you, you don't notice a difference, I'd be surprised. So when you say um, difference, like what happens? Do people just get crankier? I mean, how would you, what's like, when you're looking for the difference, what are you looking for? Just that it seems harsh or, or what? I think it's probably different and in, 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 it seems harsh. It, it's, a, it's for me, it's um, like when I travel and I don't have that sort of lighting in hotels and things like that, it, it actually makes me a little bit irritable because mm. I'm so used to you know, lighting that actually mimics the sunset, you know, when you've kind of like gotten that fire rhythm down regularly, and then you don't have that at night, it is noticeable. So to me, it's very noticeable. And um, I, since we've instituted this in our home a few years ago, we sleep better. You know, could it so be that, the opposite direction? Like if you're a cranky sort of person, do you think that would help getting those bulbs? I mean, I'm asking for a friend, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you know i'll, I'll get yeah. i'll let you know how it, how it works where do you get yeah, these let me know how it is do you, you shop can get them anywhere you can get the you can get that home depot you can get i would recommend there's a few that are really good c by ge which is general electric right that's their smart bulb product i recommend getting a very basic set and um they've got some with color like uh, you know, you can make them blue and green and things like that. And then they've got others that are just um, cool whites and warm whites. And really all you need is the cool whites and warm whites unless you plan on uh, having a disco in your room. <laughs> so so you can just use those and, you know, program it so that it, it, you know, it's not difficult to do so that you have in the morning what you want is um, – you know, gently rising like the sunrise. It sort of gets like it's warm and then it gradually gets cooler and then high noon is cool. And then, like I mentioned earlier, around six, you want it to amp back down. So if you think of sunrise and sunset, that's what you're trying to create. Hmm. And there's some very interesting studies that Harvard has done, a few other schools around, um, you know, what the impact to your pituitary gland is and things like that when you try to mimic an echo actually what's out in nature and mm. one of the big things is lighting the other thing is temperature so um you know for you know a long time we lived outside right and the, in the flash of like the evolutionary time frame we've moved ourselves into air-conditioned uh, homes, right, that are pretty much kept at the same level, right? But, you know, really what's supposed to happen is you're supposed to feel cool at night, right, and warmer during the day. And that's why a lot of the sleep studies show that you sleep better when it's cool at night. Hmm. And part of the reason is we slept close to outside 
for a long, long time, right? right. Without any heat. Yeah. And so that that's a very similar category. So at, one of the things you can do with a smart thermostat, which a lot of people already just do because they know innately that they like to sleep a little when it's not hot, mm-hmm. is, you know, it should be down in that um, lower 70s, upper 60s. Uh, 70s that's too hot like I like 58 or 60 that's how I am too I like it way down there I'm I'm very happy at 64 is my number yeah any warmer than that and I can't sleep um and that's that's so it's interesting that that is you know very much tied to again like sunrise and sunset when the sun sets it gets cooler Mm -hmm. yeah so there's like all this kind of study around the rhythm of humans and and outside and how technology can bridge that gap yeah um, a, yeah that makes total sense so yeah. um so if you were talking about a gateway technology for people maybe you just mentioned it with this um with the light bulbs but what's what's mm-hmm. the first piece of technology you think they should look into for their homes i mean obviously the light bulb is a very low low stress option so they could definitely mm-hmm. do that easily but then if they were um, you know, would it be the keyless entries, do you think? Or would it be the uh, smoke detectors? Or would it be the uh, doorbell? What do you think? Yeah, I think the gateway product, it's changed a little bit. The gateway product initially was certainly the smart thermostat, um, because it, you know, had so much um, push from, you know, state rebates and energy efficiency, there was a big focus on that. So initially, it was there. And then a few years ago, we started to see really an increase in interest in security. And so security took over. And I think of all the security products that are out there that are connected, definitely the video doorbell has been that gateway product mm. because it serves two purposes. You know, it, it um, is a camera. And then it also allows you to, you know, interface with somebody at your door without going out. Um, so it's a, really a two for one. Are you replacing a very standard item that's already wired typically in somebody's house already wired and replacing it. And, you know, for around $200, you have a security camera in your front yard and you're able to answer your door remotely. And thirdly, you're able to check on all your packages, right? Packages are being delivered to make sure that porch right. pirates as they're called are not swiping your packages before you get there. And if there is, you have some sort of video of it. Yeah. So I, I would definitely say that the video doorbells, they are the number one um, product. And it kind of, I would say secondarily to that would be the keyless entry. Uh, they tend to go hand in hand. If somebody starts with that, then they're able to um, replace their, their door lock with a smart door lock and be able to allow guests in and out remotely open and close their door, things like that. Yeah, that's really amazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some people I talk to are kind of worried about the security and, and like somebody out there knowing everything they do and see and mm-hmm. every move they make. What do you say to that person who's worried about it? I think it's valid. I think that um, certainly this is a time where technology is moving very quickly and it's important to understand what the privacy statements are of the different companies that you know you're evaluating to put in your house as well as you know what sort of information power you have as a consumer to say yes i will share this or no i won't share this and i think that the industry as a whole has a 
you know, work to do to really make it clear to consumers what they are sharing and what they aren't sharing without reading 40 pages of legalese. And um, I was on a panel about a year ago talking about this issue. And one of the things I suggested is, you know, I really feel like manufacturers need to almost make some sort of five-step system that helps people understand how exposed they are. Right. Um, now, of course, it's, it's you know, for them, they, they want to collect information, right? Um, as much information as they can, assuming the consumer gives them permission to do so. You mean the companies and, who are making these products want to collect it? Right. Yeah. Correct. Thank you. Right. So, you know, because, you know, they will say they use it to help the product development and understand its use and things like that. But at the end of the day, the consumer should be in control. And I actually use the, um, you know, if you're familiar with the animal welfare system from Whole Foods, where when oh, you're yeah. when you're selecting your um, products there, you know how that animal is treated or, you know, where, you know, that farm was right now that's an extreme example but they've gone to you know a place where they can you can easily understand based on that five-step system what it what is um what you're choosing as a consumer and i really feel like what i'd like to see the googles the amazons um the, all the different companies out there is to this is this is what the system is. A five is you are completely protected and we are not sharing any of your information and it's a closed system. A one is you've given up everything, mm. you know? So I would like to see some sort of level. And I, I think that there's just too much legalese in these agreements that you end up not reading. Most people don't end up reading how we try to help our business partners and consumers with this because it's continuing to evolve over time, right? Um, is we help, you know, keep abreast of what companies are, what companies policies are so that we can help abbreviate it for them. They don't keep it brief for them so they can understand high level and provide them with links to be able to read some of the information from the company so that they can make a decision on their own. And, we also, as part of working with them, we assess how important is privacy. Some people have just decided, you know what, the day I started using my credit card everywhere, people know where I am and they know what I'm doing. They know where I'm buying. And so they, they don't have a concern at all. And then we have a group of people in the middle, which I'd say is probably most people. And then we have some people that are on that side that says, you know what, I don't want to share anything. And so what we do is we talk about different technologies based on where people are on this kind of privacy spectrum mm -hmm. that will help meet it. So for example, in smart homes, there are certain smart home control systems that do not operate in a cloud, even though they're internet connected. Um, so and so there should be the most no secure, I guess. Those are the most secure. There's yeah. no back and forth sharing whatsoever. There, so, so you know, that's what we, we try to do to help people navigate that privacy uh, and security issue. The security issue is a little different in that for the hacking portion of it that you mentioned, what we've seen in the last year is companies have really, you know, put some things in place that have really helped. One is two-factor authentication. And... If you as a consumer are not enabling two-factor 
authentication with whatever platform you're using, smartphone or just something you're working on within your computer, um, you are opening yourself out to risk. So we try to help people understand how important it is to have two-factor authentication on. Um, because that's really what's emerged as the primary technology that it helps like the Googles of the world and the Amazons, et cetera, um, ensure that people are not going to be hacked into this cloud of data. Anytime you read that, like I think someone brought up something to me about six or seven months ago. I think it was in the Chicago area where somebody had hacked into somebody's inside camera. I think it was the Nest camera. Um, and that person didn't have two-factor authentication on. They declined to do that a few mm. months prior, okay. and it, op it opened themselves out. So I would encourage we encourage people to to do that. It's a strong recommendation. It, it doesn't take a lot of time to do it, and it provides that extra layer of security that you're going to be the person controlling your home, uh, not somebody down the street who's trying to hack into it off of your Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's creepy. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I um I often say that, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So what would you say, what would you want homeowners to know about technologies that they may not already know, but if they knew, they definitely would be interested in? I think that um I think the main thing I'd want to let them know is that it's not as complicated as it may seem. Um and we kind of still have people who are very overwhelmed with the idea of putting technology in their home and don't have a lot of confidence that it's going to work. And so I would say that really in the last five years, there just have been leaps and bounds, uh, you know, happening within this space from really wireless networks all the way on up. So I would want them to, to certainly, if they have some interest, if it benefits them, to have, you know, better security or access to things that they didn't have before for peace of mind. Now is a very good time to look at it because it is a lot more secure. The companies have come a long way um, really figuring it out. And in my opinion, it's definitely ready for mass market. Whereas five years ago, I would say it's still in this kind of um, late early adopt phase and and now um, the technology is definitely um, much further along yeah that sounds um it's just is really exciting I remember last time we were talking you had this has little to do with home renovations or your actual home mm -hmm. but there was like some some um we were talking about a lawnmower yep that you could just send out to do your lawn mm -hmm. is that how did that turn out yeah, uh, that is a product um, from iRobot, which is a local Massachusetts company. Many people know of them from their uh, Roomba products, which you know essentially are, are robots that help clean your 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 home, right, and your floors and things like that. And right. that that product, which is called Terra, um, which they announced last January. Uh, publicly is a very exciting product and um, we were very fortunate to be very involved in the alpha and beta units for that product and it's fantastic so for people that don't have time to mow their lawn this product um, is an awesome opportunity to be able to automate that task for yourself and be able to spend more time with your family so um, 
you know, I think that they're going to come out with some more announcements soon about that product. Um, but it's, it's certainly a very, very popular one uh, in terms of what's happening in the next two years, for sure. Yeah, I just um, love that idea. I don't have any grasp, so I can't, I have no reason to buy it. But <laughs> right. I yeah. Class, but I think it's just so such a great way to get more time in your week, I guess. Yes. But, so I was just um, like briefly on the entertaining side. So how, mm. since we're all spending so much time in our homes, I mean, I know you have like speakers and home mm-hmm. theaters and other things, but what's the, um, what do you think the most exciting thing is there? Boy, we have seen um, an explosion in this category as well in the last five to six months. I think much like a lot of remodeling is starting, you know, kitchen remodels and things like that have been very popular as people um, have been spending more time in their home. And I'd say that, you know, the, the product category that saw the most growth year on year for us was really the outdoor television. So outdoor television, outdoor television. And, you know, that is an outdoor home theater system. So those are 365 day a year televisions that are installed outside on a patio, or in some cases we mount it on the back of the house and it's, it's completely weatherproof. You can throw a snowball at the screen and and no, yeah. it could just snow right on it. You can just, that would be perfect actually for right now. If in the winter time, you wanted to have friends over, watch a movie. Exactly. Totally sit out in your yard. Yeah. So that's what well, you know, people are creating, you know, their backyard is their new oasis, mm-hmm. right? So that's their new vacation. And so bringing <laughs> the sports, really. That's so kind of depressing is. in a way. I know, I know, I know. But, it is, you know but. That's what they're spending on. Um, and you know, out, I mean, outdoor screens, you know, drive-in movie theaters mm. in your backyard type of thing where people can, you know, be socially distant together and still watch a movie with the neighbors. Um, you know, oh. it's just, it fills that need. I guess. Who knew that would be, um, I didn't, you know, before all this, you might not have guessed that would be such a popular item, but. No, it was more of a luxury product. You know, they're more expensive than traditional TVs. Um, your traditional TVs, you can get a great 55, 60 inch TV for $1,000, right? 4K HDR, fantastic picture. And these are, you know, definitely twice that, two, $3,000, um, sometimes more. And so it's, it's, always was like a luxury product for that person that just wanted to do that, wanted to watch football games outside where they grilled or something. And Mm. now we're seeing that families are buying them and it's a much more mass market. I think they are taking that vacation spend and saying, okay, let's, let's invest in our, our outdoor experience here, get out of the house Mm. and um, get some fresh air and spend some family time together. That's amazing. It's amazing yeah. to look into that a little bit because I have been uh, had a couple of pool installations and pool mm-hmm. house, like exterior um, access to bathrooms so that people mm-hmm. just go right into the bathroom. I have to go in the house. So stuff like mm-hmm. that. I mean, people are just kind of changing the way they live in relation to the outdoors, actually, of course. Absolutely. So, um, well, it's all very exciting. And how mm-hmm. are you just in Massachusetts or if somebody needed help, are you in Mm -hmm. New England only, or is it a nationwide situation? We have multiple markets that we operate in. 
And um, our two biggest markets right now are Massachusetts, our home market. We have our a showroom in central Massachusetts that we operate out of. And our second largest market is actually Phoenix, Scottsdale area. Hmm. Um, and then we also operate in Florida, Chicago, Detroit, um, the Seattle area, um, and a few others that we're bringing back on that we had originally mm-hmm. that just in the last couple of years, we decided originally when we launched, we actually had 25 markets we operated in. So wow. I took the contractor base that I managed at Bose for many years, these small mom and pop shops that I knew did really good work and um, taught them how all about smart homes. Mm. and how to expand beyond AV and networking. So we operated there. And then about two years in business, we um, retracted a little bit because what we found is that the technology was moving so fast. What we wanted to do is to create more expertise and less markets and then expand back out. So we're in the process of um, expanding back out. That's great. So how do people get in touch with you if they are interested? Yeah, they can reach us through levelupyourhome.com. We have online scheduling there. We offer virtual appointments or phone appointments. um, And we also offer home consultations where we'll come out and go to job sites and look at um, architectural plans and items and help them design their technology around their lifestyle. Mm. So that's really the best way. You can also be called, you know, we have 1-800 number. Uh, they can call us at two. We find that people really like the online scheduling feature because they can just pick a time that works well for them. And and we show up or meet them on a Zoom and walk through what they'd like. That's great. Well, it's really exciting. And I could talk to you about this all day, but I um, <laughs> can't talk all day. So thank you so much, Jen. And um, I hope I get to see you again soon. Thank you, Catherine. I appreciate it. And um, thank you again for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you got as much out of hearing Jen talk about what's available as I did. I love this topic, and yet I have not quite yet incorporated any of the smart technology into my own home, but I am going to. I'm really going to. I I kind of put things off like that. But if you have any ideas for topics that you would like to hear on the podcast, please send me an email at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. And I would love to cover whatever it is that you would be interested in, obviously. So um, write to me with ideas. You could join my Facebook group and interact there, ask questions or um, give me ideas or whatever it may be in my, my Facebook group, which is Talking Home Renovations. And as always, this episode is sponsored by Demios Architects, my architecture firm. And you can check out that website if you like. There are downloads there that you can, um, well, obviously just download. And about a guide to green renovations, um, a bunch of other things. I also teach Zoom classes on home renovations. If people are interested, enough people are interested in that, I could get one going. I also have this um, Ask an Architect Design Helpline. So um, it's a Zoom uh, meeting for about an hour go over any uh, design questions people have. So check that out at askanarchitect.live. 
Well, until next time, where I hope we're going to be talking about window restoration. Take care of yourselves, and I'll talk to you soon.